Welcome to the Splash Assess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live after show. And really, there's no justification needed on why Jeff Lewis Live needs an after show. We all fucking know why, okay? It's the best goddamn show around, all right? Okay, so starting with April 21st episode, that was Friday. We had Mercedes Javid. I love how you can say MJ and everyone just knows. Well, everybody in the Bravo verse, but... That's 98% of the world. So we all know MJ and Dr. Donna. Oh my gosh. We have so much to unpack there. And Shaney Shane Douglas. Okay. So it started with MJ sleeping at Jeff's house. They have sleepovers. MJ wears a lot of makeup and it just sounds so messy. It just sounds so messy. But what they're forgetting is like MJ, babe, both of you are rich. Okay. Like these aren't regular people problems. If a regular per, if my cousin or my friend came to my house and they slept over in my bed and they got their tanner everywhere and makeup everywhere. And I'm the one scrubbing everything to the core. Like, absolutely not. That is unacceptable. And you might not be invited back as a house guest. However, if I had the same bank account as either Jeff Lewis or Mercedes Javid, uh, yeah, I wouldn't care as much. So I would have sleepovers with whoever and you can, pay to have your problems go away. (laughs) That sounds so awful, but it's not like I've met people who legitimately love cleaning and organizing and things like that. Like those are, it brings them, um, what's relaxing. It's relaxing to me. It's the opposite. So if I could pay somebody or barter my own skills and whatever. Okay. So we all hate cleaning except for those who don't. Moving on to, unfortunately, you guys, Dr. Donna's son passed away. So, of course, we're sending her love. But Jeff starts out by saying how sad it is. Well, actually, first he says he didn't know what to say. And it's so true. Like, death can be so awkward. And as Dr. Donna pointed out, a lot of us still don't understand life. So how could we possibly even crack the death code? Ooh, if you cheat death, you get the cheat code. Ooh, that's good. Okay, but um, not good. Sorry. So yeah, it's death is awkward and whatever. I've had people around me experience sad situations. Obviously, I've had my own, but I always Google what to say. Like, what do I say when blank happens? What do I say when somebody's animal dies? Or what do I say? Even if it's happened like a million times, I always just, you. there's no words. Because like, it just fucking sucks for them. And it, there's no... There's nothing. So, you know what, Jeff, maybe you could um, send her. I know you sent her roses and the chumps have been lovely and everything and you've done enough plenty. I'm Maybe I should be the one to send her those really good macaroons. Oh, but they don't make them anymore. Maybe if you let that bakery know that the Passover macaroons will make Dr. Donna happy, even if that is true or not true, it doesn't matter. Maybe we can get more macaroons out of this. But not that, okay, anyways, moving on. Um, So... Jeff starts saying how sad it is, and Dr. Donna says, but is it though? And then she shares with us a very interesting perspective that she thinks her son finished his mission here on Earth. So how can it be sad? Like there's no mistakes, and he died right on time, right on his time that he was supposed to. So 
it's almost disrespectful to his mission to say that he died too young or to be so sad about it because he finished his mission, like mission complete. But here's the thing. Two things can be true. Two things. We, we know that. Thank you, Jeff Lewis. We know that now. Two things can be true. According to Dr. Donna, he finished his mission and fulfilled everything he was meant to do here on Earth. Yes, that is true. That can be true. But it can also be extremely sad because of one reason alone. Like, you simply just miss having that person here on Earth. Like, you just miss having their physical body that you can actually be around and see and all that. And for Dr. Donna, like, I know, of course, she's grieving and has to be strong for her kids and her grandkids, but it honestly just kind of surprised me how quick she was to brush off kind of that there was no sadness and how she was just grateful that he fulfilled his mission. But it's like, you know, some people have long missions and some have short ones. And I feel like it's okay to be sad or acknowledge that it is sad when someone you love had a short mission here. Like, yes, I get it that they finished it and that's great for them, but it's like you wanted them to have a longer mission. So you're just grieving that, that it was a short mission and like, you'll always have their love and their memories from people who have passed and all of that, but it doesn't replace missing the physical body, which is why, which is why we should all appreciate our bodies no matter what, even with the giant bags under our eyes or our loose skin or the gremlin toes. And again, Jane Fonda got it right. Like just love yourself no matter what. So sending love to Jane Fonda for all of the shit that she, wait, was it Jane Fonda? Bridget Fonda. <laughs> Jane Fonda. Workout tapes, uh, grow a Honda. Like, James Fonda. All right. Um, but Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. I just had to get the singing out in the beginning. <laughs> but we are also sending so much love to Dr. D. Now, also at this celebration of life, they did a butterfly release ceremony. And Jeff asked if the butterflies were actually alive when they opened the box, which is such a good question because I think it was Real Housewives of Dallas. It was, I believe it was one of the Real Housewives where someone sent a fancy party invitation and it was supposed to have live butterflies like flutter out in this beautiful moment. But when all of the girls opened their boxes, the butterflies were just laying there dead. <laughs> oh, I mean, RIP to those butterflies and everything, but it's just, <laughs> you're expecting this beautiful release and it's just like, hello, are you there? I picture um, Darla from Finding Nemo just like whacking the fish tank. Like, Mr. Fish, did you die? I will forever have Finding Nemo references too because my family always called me Darla. I had headgear and all that fun shit. <laughs> Telling you I'm a peach. Um, so the animal release ceremony went, it went well actually for Dr. Donna, but I had a church incident when in ninth grade I was being confirmed and I told my parents I did not want to be confirmed into the Protestant religion, but it was not my choice. Again, I have many qualms about forcing things on, ugh, anyways, so, and it, clearly I followed that religion so sacredly. Oh my gosh, we are going to talk about sacred relationships, sacred contracts. Wow, what a call 
forward, not even a call back because we haven't even gotten there. Okay. So with this dove thing, after we all got my freshman class got confirmed, they were going to have us all release doves outside the church. And it's at this huge, busy intersection in our town. And so we were all standing out there and he gave every, he was giving out the doves to all of us. And I was one of the first people to get it. And I don't, I like die i i like to enjoy birds in the sky i don't need them in my hands i accidentally killed one i don't i'm not gonna tell that story right now but i'll spare you guys but this dove started pecking at my hands as he's still handing out other doves and they all know to like fly back to some sanctuary in providence allegedly i'm sure if i was a dove i'd be like free fucking willy woo and i'd go rogue so fucking quick um so anyways my dust starts pecking at my hand and I don't do that shit like if a bird's pecking at me I'm not holding on to it so I'm like excuse me sir excuse me and he wasn't paying attention and everyone around me starts like laughing and I'm like no like excuse me sir this bird is hurting me I'm I don't know what to do I'm gonna let it go and he was like ah wait and it just like it was like peck 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 at my hand at my hand I was like no and I just let it go <laughs> so I really fucked up the entire dove ceremony and my dove was the first to go and then they all start getting anxious because they all wanted to go seeing their friend fly so they all start like flapping or whatever so he's trying to like give me a spare dove and I'm like I just let them all go just let everything let it go and god knows that I might have killed that dove whoops so then at Dr. Donna's son's celebration of life, they also had an issue with the balloons not lifting off the ground because the tags on them are weighing them down. And guys, genuinely, I can't get into it all. You should listen to the episode if you, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you have, but if you love anything like spiritual, anything religious or like not even just anything if you've been grieving or just any type of anything like Dr. Donna has so many moments in her life and so many stories of moments where it's just such universal full circle moments and they're just beautiful and so special and like you can't write that shit and like with the tags on the balloons I guess you can write that shit because people were writing messages to her son that were supposed to go off on these balloons and she was never supposed to see them but since they were weighing it down she had to cut them off and keep them and now she has all these messages so I know I just said I wasn't gonna tell the story and there I go my motherfucking mouth but what I really wanted to say was that there was and that's beautiful that's such a beautiful ending but there was a below deck episode and I believe it was Jackie from the Queen of Versailles because she also gave one of the stews like a ring all right but it's a throwback also to flipping out because Jeff Lewis was sure as fuck a potential candidate to hire that monstrosity mansion in Miami. But anywho, on Below Deck, Jackie or somebody wanted to do um, a ceremony for people that have passed and they had those lanterns and they wanted to write messages on the lanterns and send them off with a beautiful moonlit ocean as the backdrop except the second that they do it and they light them, the wind just instantly blew all of them out and just makes them crash right into the water and they start to sweep away with the current until one of the deckhands gets in the boat to save <laughs> And I just, it was so, it's like the same thing with uh, The Real Houses in New York City when Sonia Morgan went to give her dogs ashes and spread them all and she threw them up in the air and they all went flying back onto the sidewalk and into everyone's face. 
<laughs> it's literally moments like that. Like it's such comedic gold. I just, uh, you, I could watch those scenes 50 million times in a row and I am delighted. And I'm so sorry. It's at the expense of her dead dog's ashes, but you know, such is the circle of life. It was still providing joy, even in the after world. So then we move on to Doug's date, Grant, which is fascinating because Grant knows Dr. Donna. And just as a quick reminder, Grant is the young hottie that the pretty young thing, PYT, that um, Doug met actually at an airport lounge a couple years ago. And Grant is the one to remember Doug. And they ran into each other at the celebration of life. And Grant recognized Doug and reintroduced himself. Doug, you gotta go for this guy. Come, uh, the kismet, kismet, kismet. Again, uh, speaking from experience, I understand the intimidation of dating somebody more attractive than you, but if they're willing to do it, you don't say no. You don't say no. Unless ladies, you want to say no, then you should always say no. <laughs> okay, so they were at the celebration of life because... Dr. Donna's son is still uniting people, even in the afterlife, and that's a beautiful thing. So, um, but it is it though, because it starts to get interesting because Dr. Donna seems super, super hesitant and mysterious when we start digging into this. She didn't tell us how she knew Grant. She seemed hesitant at the thought of him and Doug even being a match, but of course she's too graceful to give her real thoughts. So instead we're just stuck in this shred of mystery, but well, actually Grant might be in a, stuck in a shed of mystery on May 2nd, but she basically was like, I mean, that's not usually who Grant goes for, but maybe it could be a match. I don't know the way she was saying it. I just have so many, it just led to more questions, more questions. But then Dr. Donna explains sacred contracts to us and how we're supposed to meet and learn from peeps, but we travel through the forest of forgetfulness <laughs> and turn into petty ass bitches. Don't try us. Anyways, speaking of sacred contracts and meeting people that we're supposed to, and then we forget and become petty and all of that. I've been feeling a little guilty because I talked shit about Miami guy a few episodes ago because... I guess him and I apparently had a sacred contract that I burned at the stake a few episodes ago. And I did genuinely love him and have so much fun with him. And he did a lot for me. I mean, we did a lot for each other. But um, it was just that when he moved to Miami, he burned it all at the fucking stake and then basically led me on, which is why I turned into a petty ass bitch. But I also just said in an episode because of Shannon Bedore confronting John Jansen, that it's better to boss up than petty down. And I'm forgetting my own advice. Classic. So that can just be harder to remember on some days. So overall, I have good memories, but if I really want to think about it, I want to maybe push you off a cliff, <laughs> but allegedly I would never. Um, but then I listened to Formation by Yonsei and I always just sing in my head genuinely all fucking day. I mean, there's enough going on in there, but there's always on a loop. Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper, paper. <laughs> um, so I want to get a ton of motherfucking paper. And then maybe I'll be more gracious. Speaking of paper, MJ announces that Amy Phillips is moving on to new endeavors. Endeavors. Actually, on the same day that Grant might allegedly go missing in the shed. Huh? I'm kidding. No, I genuinely love Doug. And I hope that that works out. He deserves it. 
But I also fucking love MJ and her awkward ass transitions. Talk about moments that I could just laugh at forever. Comedic gold. MJ never fails. Never fails. Please never change. You are a motherfucking angel. You know what, MJ? You can be the Jeff Lewis darling. Since Amy Phillips is a serious XM darling, which, <clears throat> by the way, of course Amy is. Like, all Amys are darlings. Shout out Amy's. Um, but Jeff gives Amy some great advice, basically saying to leave on good terms because they'll always want you back since they just play 8 million repeats of Andy Cohen live. Also not sure if that's Jeff trying to manifest me a job. Just kidding. But he did briefly rant about them needing more content. Hi, hello, I'm here. Splash of sass podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Love you. Okay, so... When Jeff was saying all this about content, it sparked in my head the fucking E! Channel. No, 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 you guys, E! E! Network. They need to be renamed to the fucking Eeyore Channel. How dare you call yourself the Entertainment Channel when you are depressing as fuck? They're either constantly playing the Kardashians on a loop and it's all old episodes, like, babe, they've moved on to a new network. It's time for you to let them go. Talk about letting them go. How are you still getting ratings for that? People are really still watching that shit? And then, any new episode, they had Nikki Bella Says I Do, which, great, love the Bella Twins. I guess they're not even called the Bellas anymore? That's confusing. I don't think that's going to work. Sorry, Bella Twins. It just has to be that. Um, but we only get like nightly and daily pop. Who gives a fuck? I'm so sorry. And uh, e-channel, if you're looking for people, again, podcast at gmail.com. But again, do people really watch that shit? Like that to me, that seems like a five minute TikTok that I could, uh, like, I just, I don't get how that's an actual show. I don't get how you can dare to call yourself the entertainment channel when you provide the world zero entertainment. Where is the entertainment? Where's any content at all? Oh my God. Rename yourself the Radio Andy channel, I guess. Sorry. I mean, no, I don't want to start talking shit about them because I hope to be future employers of all of the above. <laughs> I love you guys. Okay. So Jeff starts planning his funeral, just like I allegedly did with my own career. And Dr. Don is like, I know you're joking, but this is actually important. And I kind of agree because, and she's so right. Like when somebody passes and then everyone's like, uh, uh, what did they want? They want this. Uh, no, they like this. No, they hate that color. And it's just like, no, like man, like write down what you want. Like plan your own. It's like a, a plan your own party. So if you want it a certain way, then you should definitely plan ahead. I actually went to a funeral a few years ago where it was a coworker and she used to wear so much makeup, like love her glam, all of that. You guys, when we showed up, it was an open casket, which already I'm not okay with. I am not, I genuinely, I, it's like, I'm a, um, visually impaired person. I keep my eyes closed and I have somebody guide me up. I go with them and I don't even look at the person. Like how dare I make eye contact? Oh, they're dead. Get them the fuck away. They're dead. They're dead. Oh my gosh. My friend got married to an Irish guy and they live in Ireland. And I guess it's a thing over there where they keep the body in the living room for three days before they bury the person. So the first time she went to her mother and father-in-law's house, she met grandpa Joe dead laying in the living room. And you have to like eat breakfast. Like you have to have like scrambled eggs with dead grandpa joe two feet away grandpa joe can you pass the salt no you can't because you're fucking cold as ice 
Oh my God. It's so disturbing. Wait, but speaking of this, okay, you guys, I'm telling you again, I love Jeff Lewis live, but I also love the Pete and Sebastian show. Just YouTube it. It's on Sebastian Maniscalco's YouTube. But I was watching one of their old episodes because they are the only ones besides Jeff that I'll listen to reruns of. And they were talking about having a death suit when you're alive, just one suit in your closet that you only wear for funerals, like your nicest suit. And Pete goes, I don't just have a death suit. I have death shades. As in specific sunglasses to wear to funerals, which in itself is amazing. But of course, then Sebastian asks him hypothetically, if you walked into a funeral and the guy in the casket getting buried is wearing sunglasses, what do you think? And Pete goes, oh, man. I think he's the coolest guy in heaven right there. And it's like, fuck yeah, dude. Are you joking? The second they said that, I was just like, hell yeah. I want to be in shades. Why isn't anybody buried in sunglasses? Like how much fucking more baller do you look? I would actually be able to look at the person in the casket, an open casket, if they were wearing sunglasses. I don't know why, but for some reason it does. It just makes them cooler. And if you're cool and dead, then I can look at you. But if you're just gross and that I can't. And so it's just, I love it so much. But then I'm also like, do we really, are we really still being buried? Because I feel like, especially with like all the tornadoes happening and mother nature and but like, do you really want the chance of people being able to get you back up? And even what if it's AI and they're like zombieing your body? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But I will just say, if you do go the crematorium route, then I would, and I, I warn everybody about this, don't expect to get your loved one's ashes back. Like, if that was me, I would expect that whatever I get back in the urn is like from a bag of finely ground asphalt. You know, like I don't believe that they were like this body hold on to it in the incinerator and this goes in that and look I'm just talking shit I'm so sorry if you own a crematorium and you take it very seriously and you make sure that every single body burned is contained and those ashes go exactly to that person but something in me just says I think they just I think they burn and then they scoop in that daily scoop and so you're getting 50 different souls into one urn but either way the more the merrier the more the merrier and the more listeners the merrier so please keep telling your friends splash assess podcast we are here to recap jeff lewis live we love him i love you and we'll be back on tuesday to recap monday love you guys bye splash 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 splash